Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the Sustainable Development Goals and the Roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoyed today's SDG Talks podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Today, I'm having a conversation with Jaume from the organization Recyclo in Myanmar and Recyclo are working to improve the recycling conditions and improve the recycling capacity of Myanmar and they're actually now also working in Malaysia and you might not know this but Myanmar only opened up in 2011 uh, and have had somewhat poor recycling infrastructure to date Uh, so Recyclo are trying to make sure that this capacity increases and that less plastic ends up in the oceans, that less waste is burned, uh, trying to improve improve water quality, improve uh, livability and make the country a better place. So really nice to speak to Jaume and find out a bit more um, about the work that they're specifically doing there. And I really hope you enjoy this episode of SDG Talks. Thanks for listening and everyone. much jam for taking the time to come on the sdg talks podcast today we're going to be speaking all about the work that you're doing at recyclo great thank you uh, my pleasure being here um well my, my name is jama i work as a key account and project manager for uh, recyclo uh, recyclo is a data analytics and a platform for offering recycling solutions uh, b2b and also for public public institutions um, so we we work providing uh, recycling services for for our partners. Our partners can be from embassies to uh, multinationals, um, and they could be also bars or restaurants. So um, what we provide, our added value is that we provide uh, tracking um, tracking and visual, visualization tools um, for them to know and see. Uh, how much waste they are generating, and uh, we also provide reporting on how they can improve um, their own recycling rate. So uh, we we are doing this in in Myanmar and also well, Myanmar mainly. Um, we recently expanded to to um, two more cities. Uh, we were based in Yangon, the main economic and financial center of Myanmar. But we we in this year, well, past year, we expanded to uh, Mandalay and Naypyidaw, the the capital. Um, we are also based in uh, Malaysia and uh, Singapore, with uh, prospects to expand into Indonesia and uh, Cambodia. Um, but however, the, our work is mainly in Myanmar. Amazing. So, would you, would you say your your clients are are they mostly this kind of small businesses, or is it the the is it a real broad broad sweep? How would you sort of define that? Yeah, I, I would say it's eighty twenty. Eighty it would be more small businesses, offices, and twenty uh, it can be uh, more multinationals, uh, large embassies in, in Myanmar. The largest one for us is the the embassy of the United States. And um, the, this, this small, small share of uh, big customers uh, actually makes, makes a difference uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and was, so there was a clear need for you to obviously come in. And what, what is it that you think that, that is missing in Myanmar con- Myanmar's context that 
sort of made yeah made it so the, essential for the you way to come it in. all started um yeah. the, it started because they saw our founders saw the need of uh, of doing recycling in uh, in Myanmar um despite our efforts right now the the recycling rate in Myanmar is around five percent and is mainly done informally um not formally um so our founders Koka um Koka Piamang, Yamin U and Kosomo, they they uh, basically they were frustrated with um, the situation uh, back well since since always that uh, people would basically either burn the the waste in the back alleys or it would be landfilled. Um, so there were uh, there was no recycling recycling um, sector. There was no no, not anybody doing um, kind of uh, uh, pushing for these efforts, uh, recycling efforts in in Myanmar. So that's how Recyclo started. Um, it started as an idea, um, and Fandiya, uh, an accelerator uh, in in here in Myanmar, funded uh, like uh, gave gave twenty five thousand dollars to to the to the company to to kick it off, and uh, here here we are. Here we are after four years now. Oh, so so where if you take five percent recycling is tiny, and and the fact that you're saying it's informal, I mean, so where would you say you've taken? What are the recycling rates now? Do you have any any data or stats on on how that's improved? Um, no, no, five percent is the is the current. Uh, well, I think it was measured in two thousand. 17 or 18 but there are no many many indicators or no many uh, uh, current numbers on this um, right. Right. but I can tell you that um, for example plastic waste um, takes over 15 percent of the total waste uh, generated in the country and right. this is one of the main things that is being um, this plastic the plastic waste is one of the main things that is being uh, collected back into the circular economy mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, the numbers are not that encouraging. No, no, and then and it's plastic that's polluting into our rivers and oceans. And uh, what are they saying? By 2050, there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish. So it's yes, a key place, yes. key place to start. So what? <laughs> how, how do you? How can you support um, the smaller business businesses, particularly in terms of like costing and and how do, how does that work for you and how does it work for them and what kind of Okay. What happens is that we we provide tailored um, tailored packages of services, um, and it it works for them um, as a tracking tool um, for for their own consumption and and waste. <clears throat> and but also it's it's for them a marketing tool, a powerful marketing tool, because uh, we are doing something that is very necessary and mm-hmm. um, is not. Uh, easy to to tap into from the public sector um, so we're providing all these tools we're providing uh, individualized um, segregation we provide bins um, and, and uh, reporting and well all these all these kind of uh, services and tools are what our customers appreciate uh, from recycle I would say cool and have, have you seen then any any roadblocks or any yeah, major issues as you've expanded? How, how's that rolled out? Yeah. Um, so, so for us, uh, I think that what we saw as a main, major challenge uh, was the lack of um, 
infrastructure and um, awareness from the public on on what it is uh, recycling. Um, mm -hmm. We we promote the the three R's or five R's if you want to say it. Um, mm -hmm. um, not only recycling, we see recycling as it should be the last um, thing to do, as as you want to first well, reduce, reuse, and and uh, repurpose um, uh, the waste. Um, but but yeah, one of the main challenges has been making making the people understand the impact of waste and uh, the um, uh, because there's a strong culture of uh, associating plastic to cleanliness um, or mm. an extra service so when you go to the supermarket they will give you a plastic plastic bag um, as an extra service or they will pack everything in in individual plastic bags uh, for you to feel great about mm. your purchase and you're like no 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 this is totally wrong um, mm. And another another part is the, the the lack of infrastructure. There is not a development of uh, recycling solutions, um, especially in the waste management system, as it is normally seen as a, a rather costly um, um, sector. Um, and and yeah, and with particularly in in developing countries where the focus is more on raw development, uh, it, the focus is more on building rather than on sustainable building. Mm -hmm. um, so if it is a bit um, on the side agenda of, uh, of the public policy. Mm -hmm. So is, is it also part of the mission to engage with, with policy and to, to break yeah, down well, silos? We, between... we are very excited that in, in Mandalay we engaged with the, with the municipality um to to establish uh, a plastic um plastic recycling solution for the entire municipality uh, mm -hmm. we have been providing um plastic segregation bins uh, we have another project related to that um uh, which is uh, making plastic lumbers um, um, and turning these plastic lumbers in plastic collection bins so we we mm -hmm. actually collect uh, transform the plastic turn it into further plastic uh, waste collection. Um, so, so yeah, we, we see that the impact is done only when working with the public rather than mm -hmm. uh, working with the private sector because uh, mm -hmm. the public is where actually the big chunk of, of waste comes from. Mm -hmm. All that household waste and yeah, I guess it's a lot, it's a lot of that kind of waste that slips through the cracks. Um, and lands on the streets and lands up yeah. in our natural environment. Yeah, so, if, if not collected, this waste only ends up in the water bodies and uh, mm. um, in the sea and mm. uh, eventually will end up in at the, your shore in front of your house, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I actually, I go swimming in the sea every day um, and I, I'm in Scotland at the moment. I'm in Edinburgh and I found a sachet. It's freezing. <laughs> I found a sachet <laughs> of like ketchup or some sauce, right? And it was yeah. like it was all in French. And so this mm -hmm. French ship, maybe, or a restaurant down the coast, right. somebody has just like had a ketchup sachet thrown at the water and it's landed at a beach in the city of Edinburgh. And it's just so strange to think that these things are so prevalent in Russian. Yeah, though. maybe maybe it was landfilled and then uh one day it rained and it yeah. went into the water stream and then end up all the way. 
That's true. Clubland. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's, true. It's crazy. This yeah. this was nothing nothing on French people there. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you you would say I mean, would you say that then that the contexts of Myanmar are very very similar to other countries that you're starting to move and work into, and that these issues are are just quite prevalent across Southeast Asia? I mean. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I mean, th- there are many common traits uh, around Southeast Southeast Asia, um, which is the normally the lack of infrastructure. But of course, mm-hmm. Myanmar, I would say, is a special case, as um, kind of Myanmar is the last frontier market. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of the still developing uh, countries in 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 Southeast Asia, uh, even though. I, I believe that Southeast Asia is, is a focus. Well, it's demonstrated that it's a, fo- um, a, gener- a generating source of plastic waste. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, but it's, it depends more on Thailand, Indonesia, and uh, also, I hate to think also Vietnam. Mm. But it, it's a common trait that there is a lot of um, unmanaged waste, and especially plastic waste is very concerning. Um, that end up in the water streams mm-hmm. and is not recycled. Yeah. Do, do, do you then, do you see a lot of support from like international donors and, and other international organizations coming in to work with you and to work with the issues? How, how does, how does it look on the ground in Myanmar specifically? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that um, there's a great effort done um, from, from Western countries um i would say um especially scandinavian countries i, I believe okay. that they have um, a strong push into um preventing plastic waste uh, we are collaborating with the norwegian fund mm-hmm. um, and uh we also work with uh, danish danish aid as well um they have a fund called responsible business fund um we we have worked quite a lot with uh, with uh, Scandinavian partners um, and there are, I, I've seen in an, a lot of grants and uh, efforts uh, against climate change and uh, preventing preventing plastic from going to the water water streams uh, from from the, the US uh, especially specifically USAID and the EU as well um, but but those also the Asia Development Bank, um, is providing a lot of support with the World Bank. I, mm. I can't avoid the World Bank is also very important. Mm. So there's a lot of support coming in, but still being at 5% recycling rates, it's just minuscule. I mean, how, how long do you think it's going to take to to achieve levels of recycling that, that you see in Europe and you, you see in Germany? I mean, you're in Germany now and they've got really advanced systems there. I will take long. Um, well, now at the moment we we cannot say what's going to happen with the coop um yeah. how things will develop um because the, the the takeoff was was quite quite good uh since the country reopened in 2011 um there has been a great inflow of uh, uh countries from europe um and uh i think that we from maybe i'm being a bit um no, not narcissistic, but um, thinking about the, the European perspective of um, mm. keep um, uh, keep things sustainable and uh, do su- sustainable investment. Um, I think that there has been a great shift in the 
in the mentality of the local people. Um, also, the 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 youth that has had access to the internet and access to the the trends worldwide. They they have mm. been really um, the, um, they they got it embedded uh, in in their own uh, uh, thoughts as well. That the climate change is a, a great great and very important issue, mm-hmm. especially for Myanmar being one of the the mm. countries with with highest uh, climate risk. Mm-hmm. So, so, you so see, yeah, there are a lot of changes, but I yeah. believe that will take very long uh, until the, this this percentage increases. Yeah, it does take time, and I think it's a really good point about the 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 fact that the country has been closed off for so long, and now with the power of the internet and with all these youth movements and grassroots movements that are springing mm-hmm. up around the world around mostly climate change, although. Um, you know, that's one issue and of course plastic pollution and everything else are, are other issues as well. But do you th- do you see a lot of grassroots movements in Myanmar? Are there lots of local beach cleanups, local uh, yeah. all sorts of activity? Yeah, down that's a real granular, you know, that's mm-hmm. just like a that's yeah, um, they are, they are treating many, the symptoms many. rather than actually I, I see more and more um uh, people and especially young environmentalists, um, students that are also uh, concerned about the topic. Um, from from our side, from Recyclo, we also tried to always uh, keep raising the public awareness through events. Um, we also did um, cleanup um, events. So so yeah, I've seen it often in in uh, in Yangon especially that. Uh, people would would um, um, demand further change uh, in this in this aspect. Yeah. Was there would there be anything out there that you that you could um, yeah ask of people or ask of travelers who are coming to Myanmar or mm-hmm. what could people who are listening in do to support support your work? Well. Um, Directly supporting our work right now, it's a, it's gonna be hard. Um, but what I can ask uh, the listeners of, of the podcast um, is to to think back home if they have um, if they have any food, any uh, when when they go into the, the storage room to check what um, is not gonna generate any any waste. Um, so basically, when you open open the door, the kitchen, start thinking um, which which of these meals or uh, mm. which which one of the of the packages I have is having the least uh, plastic. And then there was there was a, a, a realization I had there that everything around me had plastic, um, but fruit perhaps. Uh, every, everything, everything has plastic, and when you realized how much you plastic mm. you are generating from home, um, maybe you can start making decisions and avoid further plastic consumption in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, I guess there's there's two reasons for that, right? I mean, it comes back to the the French sachet found in Scotland. Mm-hmm. If it leaks into your local environment, it could end up anywhere, but. Do Myanmar also accept foreign waste? I know that the UK used to send a lot of waste to China and then it was moved to Indonesia, I believe. But is it the same in Myanmar? Do you, do you know if that's the case? 
No, no, I, I don't think it's the case. I don't think there is um, willingness nor infrastructure to to welcome um, waste from abroad. And yeah, there there was a lot of waste uh, going to Malaysia and Indonesia after China stopped um, mm-hmm. welcoming waste uh, from abroad in 2017. But mm-hmm. I think that recently, right, better recently, I'm talking about last year, um, Malaysia and Indonesia also closed their doors to foreign mm-hmm. um, foreign waste because basically they they um, they cannot um, uh, manage anymore the amount yeah. of waste that is coming. Yeah. And rightly so, because it's just, it's not dealing with the problem in any way, shape or form. It's just pushing it on to somewhere else. So mm-hmm. um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think it's really cool to hear about the work of Recyclo and, and everything that you, you're trying to do. And I, I really hope that following your journey, I can see Recyclo growing across Malaysia and growing across the different countries around Southeast Asia. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and, and I'm, and, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I uh, really, really appreciate speaking to you this morning. And um, yeah, I would love to, to catch up again sometime soon. Thanks for listening to the STG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow STG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash and United Nations community. The goal of STG Talks is to bring you value. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on STG Talks.